Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're going to assume fine because we can't see you. So I don't know why I asked you that. It was a weird conversation to start with. Good morning. Um, Dr. Mary, what did we do last week that was kind of interesting? We started our training to be um, hope counselors with with a D. So. Okay, so we're working with... I didn't with, know how much detail you wanted. We're working with a group called Ignited Recovery out of Los Angeles uh, by a man named Dr. D. Jaffe, who we met last September when we were visiting our son, Quinn. Um, we had connected with a D. We've talked a little bit about him on um, LinkedIn because he has a monthly group that we started going to last August. And then we ended up having lunch with... Adi and um, a former guest of ours, Alex Kaplan, who we also met for the first time that day. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about this mindset of Ignited and what makes it different? It's it's interesting. It's completely different from AA and it's completely foreign um, to the way I learned to be sober because it's based on how the individual feels comfortable about how much they reduce their drinking and, and over what period they do it. And sometimes it's not even back all the way down to abstinence is what you can live with for a better life. And it's, it's a, it's a very interesting um, way of doing it. I think it's incredibly successful too. I mean, the more I've learned about it, the more I think this, you know, this, this is a, a, a fantastic um, way of controlling your alcohol consumption or your addiction to anything. So if I am remembering correctly, I think our guest Lana Whiting was the first person I had ever talked to who said, I don't call myself an alcoholic. I don't like the shame attached to that. I did not go through a 12 step program. Uh, she went through Annie Grace's I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's quite famous. Uh, she went through that book and that's how she opted to get sober. And I remember at the time being really surprised by that because I only knew one way of managing an alcohol problem. And that was through the way that you did it, which was by AA. AA. Complete abstinence. Yeah. Um, and because it worked so well for Maz, I just never thought to question it or to wonder if there were other ways to do this. But then Lana introduced this to us and Lana has also chosen to go completely abstinent. Um, but then we talked to some people who were just moderating their alcohol consumption so can you talk about from your perspective again which is limited because you've been through treatment once yeah. and it worked 
But can you talk about um, sort of the, the differences as you understand them between uh, absolute alcohol will never pass my lips again. And I used to drink a six pack a night. Now I have one beer on the weekends and it's fine. Or you know, however people manage it. Um, the AA model is that you have to admit that you're powerless over alcohol. And that does, I don't know if it works. It definitely works short time. It'll definitely get someone through a treatment center. But if it works full time or long term, I should say, or not, there's there's no real data to it because a lot of alcohol AA meetings are actually closed meetings and they're anonymous. So there's no one collecting data. What I do know is that the year, the first year is the toughest one. When you get your first year chip, you're still in the balance of whether or not you're going to start drinking again. And they do say it's about five years where your chances of a lapse or a relapse really come down. We heard Alison Harden say that two weeks ago, um, also a, a recovery coach. Which is, which for me cements, again, the idea of this being a disease, and it is, is because if you think about cancer, or any chronic disease that you have flare-ups with, if you um, if you've got any um, lifestyle uh, in you that makes you susceptible to these things, after the five-year mark, you're incredibly um, likely not to have a reoccurrence of anything. People who are cancer-free for five years statistically have the same chance of developing a cancer than anyone who's never had cancer before. And it's, it seems to be with the, the information they have the same with alcohol abuse. But unfortunately, um, the AA model of alcohol um, management doesn't work for everyone. I think the best treatment centers in the country have about anywhere between a 10 and 15% success rate for long-term um, sobriety. Which goes back to another guest of ours point, Joanna Conti, who's been trying to track actual success rates of rehab centers because, for heaven's sakes, 10%, that's terrible odds. I mean, if you went to the doctor and they said, well, you have a 10% chance of survival, or you got to an airport and they said, well, you have a 10% chance of landing where you want to go, who would take on those odds? So I think it's um, it's a terrible, terrible number, which maybe maybe speculation, maybe some of why it doesn't get talked about. Because if you knew going in that one in a group of ten was likely to remain sober, that's pretty challenging. Now, I personally would tell everyone I'm an alcoholic enjoying sobriety, but that label alcoholic actually dooms some people's mindsets to them having a label that's labeled them a failure and there is a lot of stigma to it you know people say once an addict always an addict you know you can't trust an addict addicts lie yes addicts lie it's part of the disease but once you've managed your disease one of the things you don't do is lie because not having a lie is so empowering and and full of freedom that you don't do it often often I mean, I'm not implying you do, but I, I think we can't say the, nobody who's the, recovering. I can't is, explain actually yeah. the sheer joy of someone asking me a question and me simply being like, yeah, you know what? Here's my 
honest truth. And it, it's quite liberating to say, yeah, there you go. Got so my mother says, I personally really like hearing about a program that celebrates any success in any form and keeps cheering you on. I mean, that seems to me to be a model that would work well. I, I think what really struck me when we had lunch with Adia and Alex in September was this mindset of if somebody took a test and got a 95 out of 100, you wouldn't say to them, you go back to the beginning. That's a that's as good as a failure. Yeah. Who cares? If you can't get 100%, nothing else matters. This um, really did and that, blow your mind. It, it really did because um, you might remember that we had a conversation about kombucha because we had been introduced to it by some friends. I bought some. I was drinking it one day. And it said something to the effect of fermented beverage. Fermented beverage should not be consumed by women, uh, may contain traces of alcohol. And I broke out into a complete sweat because this was probably three and a half years into Maz's sobriety. And I thought, how in the world am I going to tell him that he's had alcohol? Because I knew that what he would do, based on what I understand from his telling of Alcoholics Anonymous, is he would go back to his group and he would say, I have to start over with a 24 hour chip. Well, I'm here to tell you my perspective, only my perspective. I think that's garbage, absolute garbage. If it works for you, great. Don't let, don't hear me judging you if it works for you. I do not want Maz to test alcohol to see if he can drink. Yeah, my desire to have him <laughs> share a glass of wine with me is not greater yeah. than my appreciation for his sobriety. But, but, nor do I think if he accidentally got served a real beer instead of a non-alcoholic beer, or if something happened, we were somewhere and he accidentally took a drink of real alcohol, recognized it and put it down. I do not believe that that is the same as, well, I had a drink, so I drank a bottle of whiskey. I'm right back at it. That is not the same. A 95 out of 100 is still an A. That That's exactly what Adi's point was. And we just, we started, um, we're two days into the training to be. Um, uh, rehab counselors. Rehab counselors. Not the same as not, clinicians. Not, we're not a clinician. No. This is just a group. Um, a Online group. group meetings. Yes. And individual meetings. But it, it's very, it's it's been incredibly um, mind opening for me because it is that point, you know. Yes, I haven't had a drink in over five years, and I'm very proud of that. But I, I'm not everyone. If someone has, and this is this is basically the 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 example I did use is someone's coming to you. They they they're drinking three bottles of wine every other day, or say two bottles of wine during the course of an, a, a normal night. If they can get that down to first day a bottle that's a 50% reduction and then maybe get it down to, I can enjoy a glass of wine every night. Yes. You're not, um, abstinent. You're still consuming alcohol, but that is a hell of a reduction and the health benefits for that can't be ignored. Yeah. I mean, if you can go from two bottles to a bottle and a half, you're moving in the right direction. We don't say to someone who has to lose 50 pounds, uh, until it. you lose the 50 pounds, what you lose is irrelevant. Yeah. Lose 10 pounds and it's better for your health. Lose five pounds, it's better for your health. Walk 
to the end of the driveway. That's better than doing nothing. I just, because I'd never thought about it, I just can never go back to feeling like the only way to say that you have conquered your alcohol problem is to never have it again. I just, I can't go back to that. Now, I don't know if anyone who, who goes to say an AA group with me would agree with this, but you know, we do live in a, in a, in a place where you are entitled to your own opinion. And uh, for I, now, <laughs> I, I think this is a, a fantastic alternative. I, you know, it, I think it's powerful. I, I mean, Adi asked me off the record what I thought and I told him as well, you know, my adage is, you should always keep an open mind, but not so open your mind falls out or your brain falls out. There, this is a system that works. And it's, you know, for a lot of people. For a lot of people. Yeah. There, is, there, there can't be, there isn't one way to learn. Uh, students ask me all the time, what's the best way to study? Well, that really does depend on you. Yeah. What's the best way to manage my alcohol consumption? That actually does depend on you. And what the people around you are comfortable with and all the other really complex components that go with something like this. You know, there was a reason I was put into a coma when I, cause I, I went into alcohol withdrawal when I was actually in a hospital. So I was kind of lucky there is that, um, stopping alcohol cold. If you consume a large amount of alcohol on a daily basis, can actually kill you yeah it's clearly very dangerous if that had happened at home i've said this many times i think maz would have killed me and this is a truly truly non-violent human being at his lowest point of drinking he never even raised a hand to me much less touched me violently and uh, he was not uh, one of us, I believe, could very easily have died that night. Uh, that is nothing to mess around with. If you have a serious alcohol problem, never, ever, ever in my one person study opinion and based on conversations we've had with other people, never decide it's all or nothing without a lot of medical assistance because you just cannot anticipate yeah. where your mind will take you. So there's, there's a, here's, here's an example, and hopefully you won't think this is a silly example, but there's a world of difference in, in thinking you know the answer to Yes, we successfully um, finished off our hardwood floors by watching a YouTube video and getting advice from one person. That's different than how to deal with someone who's, yeah. who's, who is an alcoholic and you want them to stop drinking. Yeah. Yeah, boy, that's a scary place to so be. So this um, reinvent program, I think, is is absolutely fantastic. I'm hopefully going to be involved in it, um, and I, you know, my hat off to um, to a D, and for 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 setting it up. So here's the link if you want to go and look it up yourself. Uh, be prepared. There's a little bit of uh, some crusty language. <laughs> Because Adi's point is that shame is, and we've heard this from a lot of people, shame is what keeps many, many people yeah. from seeking help, asking for help, reaching out, keeps partners and children and parents from saying, we need help inside our house. 
because the shame is so debilitating. So he has sort of an F shame. Yeah, approach. and it's not it's not F with asterisks. And it's just F, the letter F. That's On the it website, is. it is not. Well, it's the full spelling. But it so. is. But if you look at the join this meeting, it's just capital yeah. F space shame. shame. And that's what it is, dealing yes. with the fact that there is no shame to suffering from a disease. Yeah. So if you are struggling, um, this might be a place for you to start. There's a There's a free component to it. And then there's also paid components. Um, but we just feel really lucky to have gotten started on this journey. Boy, if someone had said to us 18 months ago, hey, you think you have any interest in maybe leading groups of family members of people who are trying to manage their alcohol better or people trying to manage it? I think we both would have said, uh, I don't think so. Right, another thing I should point out is that D is actually qualified. His yes. PhD is in psychology. Yes. Unlike the plant biochemist. <laughs> Actor, writer, English professor. So, yes. Uh, again, we're not we're not saying we're clinicians. This is a different model that is just an open ended space to join whether you choose to be sober or not. The other thing I love about it is you can choose to be sober and be part of the group. Abstinence is a piece of that continuum. Mothers um, continues. I think this training is going to be your breakthrough. I sure hope so. You have so much to offer so many. Thanks, mother. Um, all right. I'm off to a conference later today and have to be um, leading a meeting at 830 on Thursday. So we are not going to do a guest Thursday conversation, but we'll be back next Tuesday to talk about who knows what. We'll know then. Have a great day and rest of your week. And let me get to the end. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.